and welcome to St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church here in Fredericton, New Brunswick. Leading worship today will be Annika Frazier and Leslie Dell. Our musicians are Kathy Berry and Dr. Thomas Good. Our organist, music director, and choir director is David Berry, and I am the Reverend Susan Brazier. For this morning's service, we will be serving communion. So I'd ask that you pause this video before we start into the actual service and find a piece of bread, some grape juice, some wine, toast, coffee, whatever. Find the elements necessary so that you too can partake with us in communion this morning. Let us worship God. On that first Easter morning, the angel told the women, do not be afraid. Go and tell all the disciples that he is risen from the dead. On that first Easter morning, Jesus told the women, do not be afraid. Go and tell. On that first Easter morning, Jesus walked with the two disciples. Do not be afraid. Go and tell. On the first Easter, Jesus came to the upper room to join his friends for a meal. Do not be afraid. Go and tell. On this Easter, Jesus comes to us that we might believe and go and tell the good news. Do not be afraid. Go and tell. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Hallelujah, hallelujah, this day and all days. there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven went forward and rolled back the stone and took his seat upon it his appearance was dazzling like lightning and his clothes were white as snow the guards shook with terror at the sight of him and collapsed like dead men but the angel spoke to the women do not be afraid I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen, just as he said he would. Come and look at the place where he was lying. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And listen, he goes before you into Galilee. You will see him there. Now I have told you my message. Then the women went away quickly from the tomb, their hearts filled with awe and great joy, and they ran to give the news to his disciples. But quite suddenly, Jesus stood before them in their path and said, peace be with you. And they went forward to meet him and clasping his feet, worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go now and tell my brothers to go into Galilee, and they shall see me there. Please pray with me. 
On this Easter, as on that very first day, you come, God of love, walking with us to discover the good news of the empty grave, so that we can all run to tell everyone we meet. On this Easter, as on that very first morning, you walk with us as we seek to understand this mystery which leaves us confused, frightened, and joy-filled all at the same time. On this Easter, as in these very first moments, you whisper to us, spirit of the broken hearts, of love which rolls away fears, of hope which folds grave clothes, of grace which overturns every assumption. On this Easter, as on all days, you are our grace, our hope, our peace. Amen. scriptures open our minds to understanding our hearts to loving and our wills to carrying out the mission of the risen Christ God's living word amen that first Easter was a time of great confusion after encountering the risen Christ that morning the Gospel of Luke continues the story of the events of later that day Listen for the word of God as told in the 24th chapter of Luke, verses 13 through 27. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. And then he said to them, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary for the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all of the scriptures. Mm -hmm. 
Continuing with Luke's account of that first Easter in Luke 24, 28 to 35. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly saying, stay with us because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up, returned to Jerusalem and found the 11 and their companions gathered together. They were saying, the Lord has risen indeed. He has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Please join me in prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So often, our Easter story focuses on the women at the tomb, and somehow the discovery of the empty tomb, the folded grave clothes, the angel dressed in glowing white, and the instructions to go and tell, are the end of the Easter account. But as so often happens when you hang out with Jesus, there might be something tasty and nourishing at the end. In Luke's Gospel, Jesus is either going to a meal, at a meal, or coming from a meal. In all, there are 19 meals described in this one Gospel alone, and Easter is no exception. They had to have been hungry. The two travelers, Cleopas and his companion, walking from Jerusalem to a small town called Emmaus, a town that's now lost in history. The text says that they walked seven miles, a, a little over 11 kilometers. They had to be hungry. You can just imagine what they had been through over the past handful of days. The scripture describes these two as disciples. So it is reasonable that they might have joined Jesus at that last meal in the upper room on the Thursday evening. Maybe not. But it is certain that they were most aware of Jesus's crucifixion on Friday. In John's Gospel, one of the named women who witnessed that gruesome execution was Mary, the wife of Clopas. I have to tell you folks that for a whole variety of reasons, most scholars conclude that Cleopas from Luke's Gospel and Clopas from John's Gospel was the same guy. Cleopas's unknown companion, therefore, was most likely his wife, Mary. If it wasn't, he probably needed a good divorce lawyer. So just imagine these two, Cleopas and Mary, walking home when they are joined by the unrecognized Jesus. Mary must have still been deeply shaken by the events she witnessed that Friday. Mary and Cleopas are talking about the things that Jesus did and said. 
a mighty prophet in deed and word. Then Jesus asks, what things? And they're quick to add more details. They describe the betrayal. Our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death. And then they return to the haunting image of Jesus' execution, Jesus' crucified body. Cleopas, who seems to be doing all the talking, perhaps Mary had no words after everything she had witnessed. Cleopas then included some details about the empty grave. Some women of our group, he says, astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. You can hear Cleopas's doubt. He dismisses the angels as nothing more than a vision and reports that the men who followed up on the women's account did not see Jesus. I want you to know that in all four gospel tellings of the women at the tomb, not one suggests that the women saw a vision. The women saw angels, the women saw Jesus, but poor Cleopas is desperately trying to sound prudent and sensible. He explains away the encounter with the Almighty God as a vision. Not real, just crazy talk from some distraught women. I love what Jesus does next. He declares them foolish and slow of heart. Jesus just does a face plant and starts working through the scripture to help these two connect the dots of the events of the past week. And they still don't get it. After all this walking and talking and chaos and confusion, they had to be hungry. They invite their companion to join them for dinner when they reach their home in Emmaus. And Jesus is never known to pass up a good meal. That's actually one of my favorite things about Jesus. When he's at the table with them, he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and he gave it to them. And it is then that they recognize him. When he gives them bread, they realize that they are with their friend, their teacher, their Lord. When Jesus runs out of words, Jesus resorts to teaching by giving them a meal. They had to be hungry. Sometimes, when life is too chaotic, too hard, too confusing, we don't need more words. We are hungry, and we need a meal. Jesus knows this. He knew this with his followers. He knew this with his friends. He knew this with Mary and Cleopas. And he knows this with us. It is in the blessing and the breaking of bread that we encounter God. On the night of the Last Supper, Jesus declares, I will not eat again until I eat with you in the kingdom of heaven. Here, Jesus is blessing and breaking bread with his disciples. Does that mean that Emmaus is an outpost in the kingdom of heaven? 
is Emmaus, the inbreaking of the kingdom of heaven. That is the truth of Easter. Easter is the beginning of the new creation. The kingdom of heaven has arrived, and we are not only beneficiaries, but we are also the ambassadors and the witnesses. If you too are hungry, there is a place waiting for you at Christ's table. As we approach the communion table, we come to the last of our scripture readings this Easter morning, as found in Luke 24, verses 36 through 41. While they were talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified, and they thought they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened? Why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me, see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything to eat? Have you anything to eat? Oh, my dear friends, once again, Jesus invites us to this table, his table that he has prepared for everyone who hungers for something more, something true, something to feed our spirits. Come, for there is indeed something to eat. The risen Lord welcomes you to his table. We come to be fed by grace and hope. Here, empty hearts are filled with resurrection joy. We offer them to the one whose love is ever constant. Here, we are taught songs of praise and wonder. We rejoice in our God who has defeated death. While there was only chaos, 
God of all time, the spirit breathed, waters began to flow, and life began to stir in their depths. The word whispered, the mountains began to tremble, meadows rippled with grass, creatures began to migrate, and creation burst forth into the beauty and wonder. Everything was formed and shaped for those who were made in your image, that we would rejoice in your good gifts. But we placed our hope in temptation and we wandered into death's clutches. Women and men came to us speaking, calling, hoping we would turn towards you. But we heard sin continue to call our names, believing it knew us best. Before you called, your child was willing to become one of us, knowing our thoughts, our temptations, experiencing our death and our fears. With those who hope in Christ, with those who come with questions, we join our songs of praise to you. Holy, holy, holy are you, steadfast love of all. All creation joins in Easter's glad songs. Christ is risen, alleluia. Blessed is the one who has destroyed our last enemy. Christ is risen. Alleluia. In your holiness, God, who listens to us, you chose to forget the former things we did, and in your love you became fully human in Jesus Christ. When our lives were crumbling around us, he came to rebuild us as your holy people. When we were wandering aimlessly, he took us by the hand to lead us home. When we were alone and afraid, he wrapped us in your constant love. When everyone forgot who we were, he remembered our names. When we knew that life ended, when we took our last breath, he challenged the power of death itself, shrouded and placed in graves embrace, so that he could come forth and fill us with the new life in resurrection. As we remember his death and hope in his resurrection, as we sing glad songs and whisper of our doubts, we would proclaim the mystery we call faith. The one we thought was dead is alive. The one we thought was lost has found us. The one we thought we would never see again comes to us to bless bread and to open our eyes. On this Easter morning, Pour out your spirit upon this ordinary bread that it might offer life. And on this Easter morning, pour out your spirit on this cup that it might overflow with your grace. On this Easter morning, Pour out your spirit on the people gathered in every place, people with great faith, and those who struggle with it, people who understand the mystery, and those who question, people who have tried to follow Jesus, and those who have failed. With the broken bread, you transform us into new people who will rejoice by welcoming the stranger, listening to the ignored, offering hope to those who grieve, with the cup of grace, you nourish us so that we may delight in your people by learning from those who have stories that have never been told, holding hands of those who, whose only companion is loneliness, walking with children who know the forgotten trails of joy. 
And when that morning comes, when there will be no more weeping, but only glad songs of joy and wonder, we will gather with those in every time and place, with sisters and brothers to rejoice in the meal of grace and life, which you serve us in love. And we will pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Please join me in this holy meal, for there is indeed something to eat. Please join me in prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, there is indeed something to eat. You have nourished us in this meal. You have fed our bodies and our souls. We have heard your love. Now send us out to speak it. We have seen your love. Now send us out to show it. We have been fed by your love. Now send us out to share it. And let all things be done for your glory. Amen. that which is good. Return no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the suffering, 
Honor all people, love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the Holy Spirit. And now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Thank you.